Welcome to the Give Light Podcast, a journey of trust and healing that leads us to the heart of Jesus. My name is Sister Andrew, and today I want to talk about the idea that sometimes, at least sometimes I have, and maybe others have too, is that I can affirm and think that Jesus heals, but I don't think it'll apply to me. Right? Like I can say, yes, Jesus heals, but not me <laughs> because of X, Y, or Z, right? So we have what some could say is prejudices against healing. And it's it's our own thoughts that bring up these these prejudices. I mean, it's like any prejudice, right? It's it's what we're thinking about something and we think it's impossible or or whatever it is. And I know for me, one of the prejudices prejudices that can come up is I think it's certain types of people that could be healed or that can heal people, that can be an instrument of God's healing presence in the world. And so I'll think, well, it's like the super holy people or the perfect people, or if you're worthy enough, or maybe someone who has suffered more than I think I have, right, that would would receive healing. Maybe I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough yet. You know, I have too many sins or defects or whatever you want to call them. But it's, those are all things I've put on myself. Um, Jesus doesn't qualify statements like that when he talks about healing. Um, And even besides Jesus healing, in the Gospel of Mark, it tells us attributes that will be given to those people who follow Jesus, who believe in him. And at the end of the Gospel of Mark, it says, These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons, They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, I don't recommend us going out and trying all of these things, right, if it's not necessary. You don't need to go try to drink something that's poison to to say that Jesus will protect you from it. We have to use our common sense as well. Um, God has given us a mind and an intellect to be able to discern and make good choices. But the fact that it says they will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. It was known in the early church that Christians in the name of Jesus would be able to be instruments of healing toward people. But sometimes we can think this too. We can think, well, that happened 2000 years ago, right? Like, it happened in the time of Jesus. Jesus came, and it, it says, you know, he came and, and healed the sick. In the Gospel of Luke, at one point, Luke is saying that Jesus came and talked to the people about the kingdom of God, and he cured those who were in need of healing. Now, it doesn't qualify anybody there. It doesn't say those who were worthy for healing or those who had suffered the most and and were ready for healing. It just said he cured those who were in need of healing. That's what Jesus did. 
and we can think it's something again that happened 2,000 years ago. But I'm here to tell you now, Jesus heals today. And maybe not in the way we think we need to be healed, (laughs) but he does heal. And I've seen people healed from the Lord, from by Jesus through people. I have received healing of Jesus through people and it happens and it can happen. And I know for me for a long time, I'm just speaking personally now, I hope this somehow relates. I think it would relate to to many people. But when I think of healing or like a faith healer or some, some term like that, I think of those people that you kind of sometimes see on, on like Christian, um, what would they be called? Like a Christian television channel on cable. That's one of the ones you don't really watch too much. (laughs) Um, And there are these sensational kind of people that are kind of, it looks like a show. It looks kind of like theatrics and they're, they're putting their hands over people and people are flying through the room, right? And, or they're making a big kind of a, a big show about about what's happening. And so I think, well, that that can't be real, can it? And I don't know. I don't know about those things. I believe some of them probably are real. Because in the name of Jesus, people can be healed. And we are his instruments to do that today. Whoever the instrument is. If it's an instrument that's kind of more loud and showy, then that's that's their thing, right? But it can cause me to kind of second guess like, well, that's not real. So then none of it's real. Like Jesus healed a long time ago, but it's kind of been lost as time goes on. But I, I don't think that's a good perspective to have either. You know, Jesus told us and we know that he came, he came to heal and to bring those home that were lost. And to bring us into communion with him. And that's what we will have completely when we get to heaven. right? We'll be completely healed of any ailment we'll have, we have here on earth. And that's the ultimate goal, right? To reach heaven and to bring as many people with us as we can. But on earth, healing can happen as well. And that's another kind of prejudice or obstacle maybe we could have toward healing is... Sometimes we can think whatever we're suffering, and I know I've done this myself, I can think that whatever I'm suffering is given to me by God, and I have to suffer through it with Him, right? Like, there is there is a beautiful thing about Christian suffering, and uniting our suffering with Jesus on the cross, that's real, and that can be beautiful, and, and a, a thing that saves many people. And we all do have suffering in this life. There are things that happen that will cause us suffering. But we can use that to kind of think, well, I can never be healed. I have to carry around this big cross, so to speak. And I, this is just my life. This is, this is what I am made to do. And that's not necessarily true either. Yes, we will have suffering and some of it will not be taken away until we're in heaven. But some of it can be healed. And if we don't even like entertain the possibility of it of it happening, of life being different, maybe instead of having to 
quote-unquote carry around a 50-pound cross of suffering, maybe we're only supposed to be carrying around 20 pounds. But we're carrying around 50 and saying, well, this is, this is my cross in life. This is what Jesus gave me when he wants to heal you of something. He wants to give you freedom in that area. So Jesus didn't just heal people 2,000 years ago. He heals people today. We don't have to be worthy or perfect or whatever adjective you want to put in there to get healed, to, to receive healing. We have to be open to him and we have to ask him or, or just at least be in a posture of receiving it. And, and also we don't have to carry around our suffering like it's a sentence for our whole lives. We don't have to go around just assuming that this is, this is the way things are. It gives me hope to know that Jesus heals, that he healed in biblical times, that he heals now, and that he can heal in the future. He can heal things. And more and more in the gospel, I mean, I quoted at the end of the gospel of Mark where it says, these signs will be known you know, by those who believe in him. But in the Gospels, too, Jesus says, I, I want to give two examples of what he says to those who follow him, right? This gives us the opportunity today to be instruments of his healing and also to be open to receive healing from others in the name of Jesus. So these are from the Gospel of Luke. It says, Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. Now, this passage, it's just to the twelve that he's speaking. So, I always just kind of think of this as we know in the Catholic Church, the successors of the apostles are the Pope, the bishops, and the priests. And they do have a certain authority that is specific to them to heal, especially through the sacraments, right? And there are prayers a priest can say, and by his authority in his priesthood, they have a weight and authority that if I prayed them, it wouldn't be the same, right? So there are things that are appropriate and ways that specifically ordained ministers, priests, bishops, can be ministers of healing in a very unique way. And it, it's part of what they do. And even the sacraments themselves, like the sacrament of reconciliation and the sacrament of anointing of the sick are specifically sacraments of healing. So at first I would kind of dismiss that and be like, well, that's for the priests. You know, they're supposed to heal because they're in persona Christi, right? Like they're in the person of Christ. A priest is Jesus Christ when he's acting in his priestly roles, when he's saying the mass, when he's hearing confessions, it's not the priest that forgives us our sins, it's Jesus. So the healing comes from Jesus. But later on in, in the Gospel of Luke, in the same, same passage, or a little bit further along, Jesus it talks about Jesus doing another thing, and it says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out ahead of him in pairs, to all the towns and places he himself was to visit. And Jesus said, 
whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is set before you, cure those in it who are sick, and say, The kingdom of God is very near to you. So that's not just the twelve apostles. That's not just a little group. That was 72 others who went out ahead of Jesus to prepare the way for him. And Jesus gave them the mandate, gave them the order, kind of. Cure those who are sick and say, The kingdom of God is very near to you. And this too, I would also have, I used to have prejudices to this because I'm like, well, that's just sickness. Like if someone has a disease or something, um, you know, maybe they, maybe they can be cured. But the end result is to be able to say and remind people that the kingdom of God is very near to you. That's communion. That's bringing us in union with God. And that's what healing of all kinds does. So anything that's holding us back from full communion, any kind of things that have happened to us that weigh us down, it doesn't have to be an obviously medically diagnosed sickness. It can be, and Jesus can heal that. But it can be any or other sorts of things that bind us and keep us from receiving the message that the kingdom, kingdom of God can be near to us. So, and that's for all of the believers, believers of Jesus to do. Just as he said it to these 72, we can take these words of Jesus, wherever you go, cure those who are sick and say the kingdom of God is very near you, is very near to you. Do we bring healing where we go? Do we bring healing in the name of Jesus to those whom we encounter on our way. When people encounter us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as a sense assistance to the divine physician, like I spoke about before, do they go away knowing that the kingdom of God is near to them? Or are they still carrying their 50 pounds of sorrow and heaviness that they might not have to be carrying around. At least they might not have to carry around the full weight of it. This is a question that we can always ask ourselves, like at the end of the day, how have I been an instrument of the Lord's healing today? Even in my own life, you know, how have I been open to the, to what Jesus wants to heal in me? Have I been able to surrender these prejudices that I have? You know, thinking of the fact that I'm not worthy enough, that I'm not holy enough, that I'm not good enough to either receive healing or to be an instrument of his healing. Right? It can go both ways. I can be carrying around a huge cross and think, this is, this is my cross, I deserve this. And we deserve lots of things in life. <laughs> um... But Jesus wants to come and free us from some of those things and free us from all of them eventually. He wants to give us complete freedom and joy in him. So I want to take a minute and start in prayer, kind of go into prayer. And I want us to think of 
if there's any of these prejudices that we hold on to in our life, maybe there's just this thought of, I'm not worthy, or I'm not good enough, I have too many sins, or whatever, whatever it is, just take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to show you, ask the Holy Spirit to show us what is something that's holding me back from either receiving healing or being an instrument of the Lord's healing. And now I just want to have us pray and renounce some things that can open up a deeper freedom and a space for Jesus to come in and bring us into fuller communion with him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I am unworthy. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I'm not good enough. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I have to have everything together in order to facilitate healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I have to be perfect. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce any kind of comparison in regards to, like, some somebody else has suffered more than me, so I don't deserve to be healed. I renounce any spirit of comparison. Also, in the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce the spirit of pride. In the name of Jesus Christ, we announce the truth that we have been called by him. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we announce the truth that we are good. And we give praise and thanks to Jesus for his gifts to us. I thank you, Jesus, for the gift of the priesthood and for your sacraments, which provide healing to us from you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I announce the truth of the promises we've made in our baptism, that we are children of God. Jesus, I ask you right now to be with each of us and show us walls and prejudices that we have built up that limit your healing in us or through us. And as we notice those, if you notice something, I pray that we can just offer it to Jesus right now for him to take it away and to allow us to live in deeper freedom and fullness of the communion that Jesus desires for each of us. We pray that Jesus might fill any space in us that's been emptied now by things that were 
filling us before with negative thoughts of being unworthy or whatever, that now in those spaces the truth can come in and the Holy Spirit can flood us with truth and goodness, that we are children of God, that we are worthy, that we don't need to be perfect, that we don't need to earn his love. We end this time of prayer asking Jesus to show us what needs healing in our own lives and also asking him to show us ways that we can be his assistants, that we can be assistants to the divine physician and remind people that the kingdom of God is very near to them and that Jesus wants to heal them too. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying with me, and I hope that was helpful to anybody. And just think about whatever prejudices you might have. If you have something that blocks your way of thinking, either to receive healing or to be an instrument of healing, and offer that to Jesus, and and he'll bring freedom there. He'll bring his freedom there. So know that I'm praying for each of you, and I hope you're doing well. God bless you.